find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, the medical medium. You're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I bring the most advanced information on health out there, often ahead of what's out there now. And I'm talking about conventional medicine, too, and alternative medicine. Research and science doesn't know a heck of a lot about, guess what, chronic illness. Don't get that confused with, you know, with other life-saving medicine and everything else that's involved in technology. That's different. This is why I often hear all the time young people who have been taught and conditioned that technology and science and research has it all down with everything in life. They feel this safety. They feel this this control and all of it. And all of a sudden, the minute you get sick and you all of a sudden have things that just can't be explained by doctors or that can be, but you can't get resolve and you're young, it's an unbelievable mind blower. I'm seeing it more and more. I talk about this a lot now because I see it every day now and it's really sad. Back in the, you know, back years ago, decades ago doing this, you didn't see that as much. But now we're just, we're so conditioned that science and research knows everything about anything. Doesn't matter what it is. Just go, you know what I mean? Just go to the doctor. And if it's not a cold, which is really, there are no colds, it's just flu. There is no colds. There are no colds. The cold viruses are gone, have been gone. They've been killed off, overshadowed by the flu. The flu is what everybody gets. Some people get a mild rendition. Some people react differently. Some people get a worse flu. There's different strains of flu. That's just an example of what happens here. And we call it cold, which is actually not, that's not how it works. There are no colds. It's all flu now. And that's how it works when people get the sniffles. Oh, you got the sniffles. Oh, you got the sinuses and then congestion and a little cough. That's the flu. It always is. And that's just a prime example of the misinformation out there that's really annoying. But the point is, if it's not just something like the flu, and then you go and get an antibiotic for some kind of chest cold or something, meaning like not chest cold, you get some kind of like chest bronchial spasms and cough and everything else, and you go to the doctor and you get an antibiotic or whatever it is, you're on cough medicine and you just, you know, you get better from the flu or whatever, even if the antibiotic didn't have a whole lot to do with it because flus are viral, what happens is the whole deal, what happens is you think they just got it all down. You got it all down. But it's not, it's not reality. It's not how it works. It's unbelievable out there. And so we're talking about chemical sensitivities. And I'm drilling this home a little bit. Chemical sensitivities is what the show is about. And I'm drilling this home a little bit because it's important to know this. Because people with chemical sensitivities, exactly, research and science, they, they're, not, they're not like, they don't have it down with chemical sensitivities. People suffer. They suffer horribly, terribly, tremendously. And, and this is a prime example, a whole nother prime example. And I'm not just talking about illnesses that have names that are common and everything else and that people have every day, like eczema psoriasis and Hashimoto's and everything else. Research and science don't even have those down either. That's the whole point. That's chronic illness. That's how it is. And it's always blamed on genes or your body attacking itself, which is ridiculous because that's not how it works. It's not how the body works. So if you're new to the show, the information is advanced. It's way ahead of what's out there now. It always has been, and no one's talking about it. You can go online. You can do all this stuff. You're not going to get the medical medium information anywhere else. Does it work? Put it this way, decades of people getting better and better and better. Just the celery juice alone is changing the world in health on all levels. It's unbelievable, and that came from medical medium. So that the whole point is, 
let's get all the other gems and jewels. We're talking about Liver Rescue, the book Liver Rescue. This is a book of all books that I've ever done. And and I say that because, first of all, it's so huge. It's such a big book. It's really intense. It's packed. It's jam-packed. It's a really serious book. And that's one thing all on its own. And, and, and it's so packed with so many different conditions and illnesses and everything else to understand and the information about the liver and all that, that everybody needs. But it's not just that. We're talking about chem- chemical sensitivities, which chemical sensitivities is there, there's a little section in the book. And it's important to know what's happening, how it works, and everything else around it. Very important show. If you don't have a chemical sensitivity, it doesn't mean you're not being affected by chemicals chemicals that research and science created. Funny. How's that? Isn't that interesting? Research and science creates all kinds of bad things and nothing but bad things, okay? Meaning like also some good things, of course, but lots of bad things. Chemical sensitivities, well, everything behind them, including the chemicals that make people sensitive, including basic chemicals that make people sensitive, was some kind of research and science behind it that created it. So it's just it's just amazing how it goes. I mean, right? No? Irony? I don't know. I, I definitely think it is. I definitely think it is. So let's go into chemical sensitivities. This is a big deal, big show. I'll tell you why. Because people suffer. They suffer with these chemical sensitivities. And I think we have to be more, more sympathetic. I think we have to be more compassionate, actually, about it. Chemical sensitivities are so frustrating for people who deal with them. It's no joke. Part of it is physical suffering. The physical suffering is uh, is extraordinary. It's really, really difficult. That's a big part of it, okay? The other part is an unsympathetic world. An unsympathetic world. That's the other part of chemical sensitivities that I don't like. The average person who's never had to deal with a sensitivity will view someone with sensitivities as probably bat crap crazy, most likely. That's what they would probably view somebody like that. Or an ultimate hypochondriac or stark crazy or something. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, and that's really hard. I mean, it's really hard. It really is. Unless there's this visible allergic reaction, unless it's like somebody with a peanut allergy goes into anaphylactic shock and they have to use, you know, an EpiPen or whatever it is. And, you know, meaning whatever, because there's different kinds of, there's different kinds of injectors and different kinds of um, things that are out there being offered right now, thanks to science, exactly, some of the good stuff to save people's lives. But peanut allergies in general kind of came about because of science and research too. <laughs> so that, that's a whole nother thing, but uh, we could talk about that another time. So here's the deal. It's all, yeah, it's exactly. It's almost like, oh, here's a remedy, not a cure, but here's a remedy to something we created. We created the, the, the peanut allergies, literally, not the peanuts, but the science and research created it. I want to talk about it a little bit. I can't help it. And yet, we don't have a cure for what we created. Classic, classic. So here's a remedy to try to get you out of, like, you know, total, total, um, you know, epileptic shock. So that's the whole bit. So anyway, usually people who... If it's not something like that, people think you're crazy. If it's not something where, you know, you got a closed throat, it's blocking the airways, and it's hard. It's hard for an observer to think that there's anything, you know, valid, validation about chemical sensitivities, right? 
it's hard for anybody to take it seriously. It's hard for anybody to actually care enough to. Really difficult. And that's where I'm talking about the unsympathetic world. Doesn't mean someone's not a good person and they just don't care. It's that's not it. It's just it's just people don't care. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, right? So that's just one thing. Chemical sensitivity sufferers reactions are very they're very often invisible. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Invisible. Very important. Invisible to the outside eye, making it challenging for people to find advocates, making it challenging. Instead, they're often told that they're making up their sensitivities, you know, looking for attention. That's brutal. I mean, that's brutal, seriously. Or that it's psychological. Maybe see a psychiatrist, see a shrink, see whatever. They may be treated with an eye roll, right? The eye roll. I just did one just now. And they may be treated like <laughs> I do that for research in science with chronic illness. I always do that, the eye roll. Like, oh, here we go. Get another bogus, another bogus junk crap study that's just backed by investors to make something, try to have an outcome and just whatever, put the thumb on the scale and you know, when it comes down to chronic illness and whatever, it's just, it's unbelievable. I do the eye roll all the time. And, and so what happens is people do the eye roll to chemical sensitivity sufferers, and then they may be told that they're attracting their chemical sensitivity. My favorite re- annoyance of all is they may be told that they're creating it, manifesting it. Yes, you want to manifest good things. You do. It's not a bad word. You want to do the best you can in every way to generate the best you can to you. Good energy, absolutely. You better believe it. Good spiritual energy, good everything. But, but seriously, it gets used against anybody who has a hard time. Not the part that the word is there, not the part that the, that the, you know, the, it's popular or trending, whatever it is. Everybody's trying to manifest something. That's not it. That, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me, it's, it's, it gets used against anybody who has a hard time. Anybody who's doing good, or should manifesting good stuff. They're all just the manifestation is working. Anybody who's going through a hard time. You know, you say you got a yoga studio and you got 50 people in the yoga studio, and there's everybody's trying to manifest something. But if someone's having terrible luck, if someone's having bad luck, you know, or someone's having some difficult time, yeah, people are just gonna be like, you're just not manifesting right. You're not, you're not grateful. You're not manifesting right. And what happens is it gets thrown onto people with chemical sensitivities. You're not manifesting, you know, whatever, and you're just you're just emotional. Whatever whatever it is, it's just not healthy. I don't find it healthy. And creating your own illness is a big topic I put in thyroid healing for a reason because it's that obnoxious. Because people think they're be, they're being told they think they're creating their own illness. And let me tell you something. That might be okay for somebody who's 40 to think they could probably handle, handle it okay. But when you got somebody who's 15 and they think they're manifesting their, their illness, and you got somebody who's 14 or you got somebody who's 19 and they're looking into things and they think they're manifesting their bad luck or their illness or their, or their, or their adversity, it's disastrous on a level you can't imagine. Disastrous. It can tank someone. It can really get them to do something absolutely stupid out of that alone. Not good and not healthy. I'm not, I'm not kidding around. Same, same with somebody who's in their 20s. If they think they're not manifesting the right, you're such a, like a vulnerable age, everything about it. And if you think you're the cause of why you got something going down like that, 
because you're picking up on that whole manifestation thing. It could be damaging. It's cute for the 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, whatever. They can kind of shrug it and move past it if it's working, not working, how they feel, whatever. I'm going about the manifestation thing a little bit too long, I know, and I'm going into it a little bit, but I have to because I'm going to tell you right now, chemical sensitivity people, they've been told they're manifesting their problem. Because they're told that A, the problem's not real. B, if their problem is real and it's considered it, then it's something they're doing wrong. Because there's no answers, once again, for research and science about chemical sensitivities. Anything there's no real answers for, it, it, it's, 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 it just becomes like this. That's why I'm going into this a little bit. I had somebody personally who, you know, who came to me and they said, look, I'm, I'm, thinking, about, I'm thinking about just giving up, giving up. Because I'm obviously manifesting it all wrong. And, and I don't know what to do to fix it because I still have problems coming my way. And I'm trying to deal with them. And I got the chemical sensitivities. And I got this and I got that. I got this mold problem in my house. I got major chemical sensitivities. I got all this other stuff. I've, been, I've spent all my money. I've completely exhausted myself on all levels. And I'm just literally at the end of my rope. And I said, just, just, just forget the concern. Just forget the manifestation thing. Just move that out of your way. You didn't create anything. You're not, you're not manifesting things in the wrong way. I said, this chemical sensitive person, it saved their life. They were literally contemplating something grave and it saved their life. I'm just telling you right now. Okay. It saved their life. I've seen it happen more than once where lives have been saved by moving that aside, moving that over and saying, here's the real problem and here's what's really going on. And we're going to actually work on it and we're going to get you in the right place. There are real answers. There are real causes. Just hang in there. It's going to be okay. Compassion, compassion, compassion. Manifesting isn't about compassion. Okay, move on, move on. And it is that important. So what we really need is to do is to find compassion. The people who deal with chemical sensitivities and other chronic illnesses we need compassion for. We have to dig it out of us in any way we can for others. In any way we can, somehow, we have to find it, we got to dig it out, and we have to make it happen, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong about being positive. There's nothing wrong with trying to create your life in every way and your destiny and controlling it and all that, everything. Don't get me wrong. It's just there's certain little flaws in the manifestation game that I'm just trying to tell you about a little bit. Okay, so we have to dig out that, that whole compassion. We have to dig it out for chemical sensitivity people because they are real. They are real. They're very, very difficult situations. When sensitivities are moderate to extreme, individuals will often confine themselves to home because it feels like it's the only safe place. But there's a catch-22. So many people are in just situations where they're feeling like their chemical sensitivities are actually in the home yourself or in their homes. That's really difficult. difficult. So difficult. And so they're in this catch-22, right, you guys? You know, when they think their apartment, you know, there's all kinds of things. There's mold, this, that. There's everything else and sensitivities. And, and you know, whether it's carpet cleaning, fragrance, uh, outgassing, construction materials, chemical presence in the home, they're always worried. People are like, crap, they're like strapped in there and they're trapped. But yet they got nowhere else to go because they don't have anywhere else to go. I'm serious. This is really hard. And since the outside world has its own threats, Often unpredictable ones like these people feel like they can't go anywhere. You go into a department store and you're just completely covered in cologne and, and plug-in fresheners and God knows what. Things that actually, yeah, 
things that make chemical sensitivities worse and worse and worse and worse. You better believe it. Yeah, that's right. You walk through a park, you get sprayed. You walk by somebody's yard, you get sprayed. Yeah, you better believe it. And depending on where you live, they're spraying 24-7. Literally spraying the most dangerous fungicides and herbicides 24-7 everywhere. People's lawns, neighborhoods. Oh, you got 12 houses on a street. I'm just saying, I mean, that's a tiny street probably. You got 12 houses on a street. That's six of them are just spraying stuff, meaning there's somebody coming and spraying your lawn. Here you go. Here you go, madam. Here you go, mister. Here you go. Here you go, Mrs. and Mr. Jones or whatever. Here's your, you know, here's your service. We're killing you, and we know you don't even know it, and we don't even know it. We're just spraying it down, you know. And then your neighbor, who could be chemical sensitive, yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, unbelievable! Or become chemical chemical sensitivity, meaning sensitive because of that kind of thing. I mean, seriously, look. You know, <laughs> look, chemical sensitivities tend to vary from person to person, too. And there's a lot of reasons for that. We're going to talk about why and what it's all about and why it's even in the liver book. The liver book. This beast of a book. If you don't have it by now, order it. Order it. Why did I do all that I did if you don't have it? <laughs> And you can't afford it, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, $15, $18, whatever it is, $20. If you can't afford it, go to the library, get it, so I could sleep at night. So I could sleep at night, knowing that you got it and you're helping yourself, because that's all that matters to me. I'd give it out for free, all I could and would, if it didn't cost money for printing and publishing and putting it out there, so it literally can get in somebody's hands from far away places. But get to the library if you can't afford a book. Absolutely. And I put information out for free 24-7 on medical medium, and I don't charge it. Volumes of it, medicalmedium.com, blogs, everything else, Instagram, Facebook articles, everything. And I kill myself to make sure you get it. So just please, please take part, partake and know you don't have to buy into some program, some crazy program and spend, spend money or buy, you know, a million dollars in something. Okay, so here's the deal. It's almost as if these sensitivities move and shift for a lot of people and the condition alters out of nowhere. You know, you may need to change your soaps all of a sudden. You may need to change your perfume, your sensitive perfume when you weren't. Next time it's hairspray. Like, oh my God, I wasn't sensitive to hairspray or aerosol, some kind of aerosol, but now I am. So that can all happen. Maybe you're, you're, you then become sensitive to your all natural shampoo that you always, that always did you right. This is how difficult it is. The inconsistency can make somebody go crazy. Not because they're crazy to begin with. No. They got the chemical sensitivities, but they end up going crazy. You can. It's really difficult. And, 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 and we have to have compassion for this, this topic. You know? You may be one of those people who finds your sensitivity manageable. But if you don't take care of something, it could become unmanageable. There's something you got to learn to take care of. There's something you got to learn how to do. There's something you need to do, you guys, in order to make sure you don't run into that kind of problem where it becomes unmanageable. Yeah. Because there's a lot to do with a lot of things here. We're going to cover that. So we got to be careful and you got to make sure. You got to make sure. That, look, for example, 
to avoid a plug-in air freshener when you can and you get by so you feel like you can manage it. That's a mild sensitivity. But then there's a person who has to avoid multiple items, conventional hairsprays, colognes, fabric softeners, cleaning solutions, and yes, fresheners, air fresheners, of course, which many people can't tolerate. And rightfully so, it's toxic, toxic, because they're extremely toxic. Because the enemy, just a whiff, is a debilitating situation here. Hypervigilance required makes it so much more difficult to operate and manage. You know, it's all about where are you going? Where are you going today? Where are you heading? You heading to a store? What's in the store? You going to the dentist's office? Do they have the plug-ins there? What, what are you doing? Is the person at the dentist's office wearing cologne? Sitting, you know, is he wearing a cologne that's sitting behind the desk? Is she wearing s- some strong perfume and hairspray behind the desk? What are you going to do? Are you wearing a mask today? Are you surviving? Are you going to wear your gloves, your nitrile gloves? It's hell for so many people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't hear anything like this out there. Just so you know. If you're new to the show, you're going to get the truth and you're going to get the information. It's unbelievable. I did this liver book because I don't hear anything, anything. The best experts on the so-called circuit of health and wellness peddling whatever kind of like stuff they want to sell. I mean, you, you go through their books and it's, re, it's unbelievable how there's nothing in there. They have lower your carbs. That's what's in there. Lower your carbs. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I can't even go into it. And I talk about that in Liver Rescue. There's a chapter all about that, how we got to where we got to, and how the best experts and leading people in health and wellness going around are literally just, you know, peddling their own platform stuff to make money. And then in the end, what information did they really have about chronic illness? It's not much. It's very little. So you need to make sure you get the information right. Look, I have the right to say any of this. I have the right to say all of it. I've been in the trenches in the pits long enough. And I've helped a lot of people in my day, decades of it. I was given the gift at age four. If you don't know anything about me, if you want to learn about me, get the medical medium book one and, 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 um, and read Origins of the Medical Medium. And I didn't just start this five years ago. I've been doing this literally for decades, up all night, helping people with emergency situations, people bringing children to the front door of my house, slept barely anything in 30 plus years and more, and just I'm at your service. I'm at your service, just like so many of you are at the service of, you know, of God and at the service of so many other things that you're doing and at your service to other people and whatever, and at the service of your family, just the same way. So you can think about what you're doing and where you're at your service. Well, I'm at your service. Um, So it's important. So cleaners are bad too. These plug-in air fresheners are bad. Chemically treated potpourri can sneak up on you. So how are you going to function when you don't know where you're going? Like you're at the dentist's office, wherever you go, and you got to worry about all these things nonstop. And there's an activator around every corner, an instigator around every corner, for God's sakes. Every corner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And even Christmas trees are sprayed with some kind of concoction to keep them looking green as long as possible or as fresh as looking possible. And even fake fake Christmas trees are treated with nanotechnology now and solutions that can set somebody off. So Christmas becomes a bummer, a bummer if you celebrate Christmas. You know, those who are chemical sensitive are forced to become experts. They're forced to become an expert. They're forced. 
to become an expert. And, you know, it, it, it's difficult. And it doesn't mean they're still an expert. They're an expert at maybe what could be triggers, but they're not an expert at what the heck's causing it because signs and research, once again, leave everybody hanging. Leave everybody hanging. All that research money goes into just whatever investors are putting it into and all the time, thumb on the scale, leaving everybody hanging in chronic illness like you can never believe. Unbelievable. And, you know, you can have all the best technology you want. And still, <laughs> someone has chronic UTIs with no, with taking antibiotics once a month, with no, like, no sight, no sight in front of them of, of it being like the light coming. Yeah, that's just one little thing. I talk about that in Liver Rescue. There's some thousands of things. The, um, the, the, so they become experts. They're forced to become experts and be mindful. That's what people are do with chemical sensitivities are forced to do. That's, that's how it works. They see things in a different way. They have their eyes in a different light. They have to see things in a different way. Chemical sensitivities that, you know, chemical sensitivities... Make it so you have to leave your rose-colored glasses behind. It's such a bummer, you know? Because, yeah, those rose-colored glasses do tend to get people through life in many ways. They also get you in trouble, too. So maybe those rose-colored glasses are not a good thing. They must dedicate an immense amount of energy. That's, the, that's what these people have to do. That's what you guys have to do in reading labels. Have you ever done that, done the, the label thing? But you really have to read the labels, right? Not just a little bit. And you got to figure out what's in, really, what's in every product, how they come across everything, ingredients, you name it, pets and pet stuff too, all of it. It's unbelievable. And you're all about hypoallergenic. That's what we got to all be about. So that's another thing too. It's endless. And, and even clothes, you know, saturated with multiple synthetic laundry chemicals, you know, and air fresheners that go on clothes and leaching out oils. It doesn't have an effect, unknown effect, meaning it's unknown effects on humans. It has real effects. See, here's the thing. If everybody thinks they're escaping all of this, they're wrong. They're wrong. Just because the canaries, just because the canaries are being affected first. Doesn't mean you're not being affected now and later. Never forget it. Unless you do something and take care of what? Your liver. That's what we're going to go into pretty soon. Those who are newly chemical sensitive, and you guys will probably ring true on this. You'll tell me. You'll be like, yeah, he knows. Those who are newly chemical sensitive have a very tough time of it. Oh, man, is it rough. New chemical sensitivity for a new person, a newbie on the block? Whoa. It's rough. It's rough. And maybe I'm may, Look, I just think it is, but maybe I'm wrong. You tell me. Am I wrong about that one? When you were brand new at it with the chemical sensitivity, was, was, it, was, it, it's, was it extra difficult? That meant, am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not right about everything. Spirit is, but I'm not. You know, you know the story in the book, Origins of the Medical Medium. I stepped on a rake, smacked me right in the face. <laughs> um... Yeah, even though the person I was talking to could walk again because of spirit's information, I do stupid things, though, personally, separate. I'll say something stupid, step on a rake, smack it in my head because I'm not looking at where I'm going. So those who are newly chemically sensitive have a very tough time of it. 
First, there's a process of becoming aware. That's brutal. That something's even wrong. That's really hard. It can create a tremendous amount of confusion, stress, headaches for the first time, funny taste in your mouth, runny nose that's always happening, tingling tongue, certain settings, you know, tingling tongue in certain settings of your life, getting tired easily while walking through a department store and breathing in thousands of synthetic chemicals or starting to feel a tight chest in the workplace. That's really annoying from fragrances or other day-to-day stuff. Yeah, these aren't fun symptoms. You think they're fun? No. Newbies have a difficult challenge. They have to find a doctor who doesn't say, it's all in your head. Or maybe some some kind of motivational person to say you're not manifesting right. (laughs) That's why I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Or you'll be shoved into the Lyme disease trap. Oh, my God. If you know, listen, if you want to know the truth about Lyme, get Medical Medium Book 1, read the Lyme chapter, and try not to bring a torch or shovel or pitchfork to, 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 you know, to my apartment building. Because when, because when you learn the truth of Lyme disease, it can anger people. <laughs> That's what I've learned. Even though there's all these, there's, there's actually at this point now hundreds of thousands healing from Lyme disease when they learn the truth from the information from Medical Medium. But still, it just still angers people because when you're conditioned a certain way and, and to think a certain way, and the labs, they train you and condition the doctors and train the people, it gets frustrating. It gets frustrating. But there's just, you know, it's unbelievable how things work. But you might get thrown into that whole thing, you know, that, that whole lime trap. You could easily get thrown in there. So you got to remember that can easily happen. And it does, it does, it gets a lot of people. And it's really difficult. And you want to be careful you don't end up like that because it happens. Now, you know, anyone with chemical sensitivities, anyone with any kind of chemical sensitivities has a challenge on their plate. Really a, a big challenge. And you need to, you know, and finding support from a family member or friends is difficult too. They may be bewildered or become sick of it all easily. And come, they could get sick of it quite fast. There's no question. Since everything was fine before, you know, your body reactions aren't easy. They're not easy for anyone to deal with. It happens. It happens all the time. It's not. And, you know, and people, you know, they got the perfumes and the makeups and they got the clones and the aftershave and, you know, they're at the saloon and the salon or breathing in car exhaust and shopping at the mall and they got no complaints. There's a lot of people that go through that. They can do anything. They can breathe in all those things. Throwing aftershave is just horrendous. Cologne is by far one of the, I can't stand, I can't stomach cologne. It makes me sick. And that has nothing to do with the chemical sensitivity. The smell of it just makes me like, it gets me nauseous. It gets me nauseous. Cologne's a bad one. It's like anytime I run across somebody and they got cologne on their hands and they got cologne all over their clothes and they shake my hand or they give me a hug and it's covered on me. I have to go and I have to change my clothes because the cologne is brutal it just it sits there and it gets caught in your sinuses and it stays in your sinuses and you get tasted and it ruins your meal. I've had that happen where I've actually I've actually been in meetings with people loaded with cologne where I was inhaling it for hours and then literally tasting it in my sinuses and my mouth and then we went to go get something to eat and my food tasted like cologne. I'm like, oh my god, how do people live like this? How do they live like this? Imagine somebody who's actually chemical sensitive. Imagine that situation, how difficult it is. You know, I just hate it. 
but they're actually chemical sensitive. Just imagine. And I'm aggravated enough when I run across that where I'm like so put off. I'm like, oh my God, I just can't stand this. Imagine somebody who's actually getting affected by it in all these other ways. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. So, you know, look, someone can develop a fresh sensitivity and when they do, the reality is limiting limiting versus what other people can do and live in their life. They say, why can't I be in the real world? Why can't I live my life like I used to? Why can't I live like everybody else that just does what they want? Living in moderation, eat in moderation. Just so you know, that's all bold. That'll just get you. That moderation talk will just get you. That'll just get you. Moderation doesn't work when you're actually dealing with chronic stuff internally. And I'm not just talking about chemical sensitivities. You know, I've been, you know, the thing is, is I've been a little bit more, I guess, sarcastic or annoying and, and, and I want to apologize for it. Just look, listen, just, I might've just gotten a little bit more difficult. Maybe, you know, it's like each decade goes by and you think that, you know, I live by the hope and faith thing. You know, that's how I live is hope, faith. And, um, and I live by that and I always keep, you know, faith that, you know, research and science is actually going to, you know, do something that's just not about the money. They're going to actually really like help people. And I keep on thinking it's going to happen any minute because people who work for all these different situations, venues or whatever, and institutions, they're all good people, but they're trapped in whatever kind of bureaucracy that's involved with every bit of it. So I get it. So, but I always have this faith that it's going to break through, that all the truths that I bring in the medical medium series and everything else to help people with chronic illness is going to break through more and more. And it has, it's helped millions around the globe actually at this point, but, but still it's not enough. And what happens is I have this, this hope and this faith that the new trendy doctors or the new trendy people that want to hang their hat on stuff, on stuff that have a, that have whatever, and they put their books out on their internet information. I always think they're going to just come around a little bit and they just don't. And then I realize I'm alone. I realize I'm alone. And, but, but then I realize I'm not alone. I got you guys. You guys are experts. You guys know. You guys are practitioners. You guys are doctors. And I, and I, and I know that. I know that. But then I, I, I also, but I, like I said, I get, can get irritable and I'm really sorry. Just take them, you know, just listen, just, you know, please accept my apologies if you can. When I get sarcastic, I get a little bit of whatever brash. I get a little bit of abrasive, whatever it is. It, it's not towards anybody. It's just, it's towards the industries is what it is. It's towards the industries and maybe a little bit of the people involved in some of the industries. <laughs> you know, like I can't help it. All right. So here's the deal. So I'm on the hope and faith game. You know, the hope and faith thing is I got faith. I got faith that, you know, someone, someone else is going to actually, you know, start, start a good fire. Yeah. In the industries, in the industries, you guys are already starting the fires, the good ones. You guys are already, you know, starting the fires. And it's helping out die out bad fires. You're starting good fires and you're helping out to die out bad fires. Bad fires that become bad trends and bad situations that, that bring people down. So you guys are really doing it. I'm just blown away. I'm actually just blown away. All right, so, and then you have people who, they have to become the experts. They're already an expert. They discovered their sensitivities years ago. Then you got those people, right? You guys know who they are. You're probably one of them. And they know what they can handle and what they can't afford. They know what they can afford when they're exposed, and they know what they can't afford. That's right. They also know what kind of boundaries to push up and put up there. It, it even could be predictable for them. And, and they can go through times of feeling better and handling more than waves of being able to tolerate less. It's a game of chance. We can't confuse chemical sensitivities with reactions to harmful chemicals, though. 
We're not talking here about highly regulated, highly regulated and unregulated chemicals like those to visibly burn your skin. We're not talking about those substances we, we, you know, we're talking about substances that we can't see or feel. Ones that many people even can, they, they can't even smell. How about that? You can't even smell it. How does someone develop, this, develop a sensitivity that's invisible? Isn't it interesting? How does it even happen? What occurs, right? Did you ever ask that question? I'm asking that question. I got the answer. It all stems from, guess what? The liver, the liver, L-I-V-E-R, the liver. And that's one truth that not even chemical sensitivity people know about yet. The best chemical sensitivity experts who are affected by it or so-called experts who say they know what's going on don't even know that that's what it's about. They don't even know that's what it's about. And if they did for some reason, they got it from me. And they got it from me long before this book came out because I've been talking about this for years and years and putting that information out there. See, all sufferers of chemical sensitivities have their guesses about why it happened to them. You know, they often have a landmark they play with. You know, got sprayed by a pesticide walking through a condominium park. Some people think it started the day they ate a certain food. Some say it was the day they had their house painted. Yes, these experiences can be triggers, and the realization that something's wrong can occur at these times. They aren't the whole story, though. They're not the whole story. What about the other person who got sprayed walking through the park or condo or whatever it is, and they're not affected, and they're just fine? What about them? How about that? How about them apples? You know? He went to the hardware store, or she went to the hardware store, purchased her own pesticides on top of it, sprayed them on their own lawn, and didn't develop a chemical sensitivity. Maybe it could. Maybe it could happen down the road for him, absolutely, or her. You better believe it can, though not yet. That wasn't their landmark for the person who did develop a sensitivity. It was about what was going on internally. It was about what was happening internally. The timing of the day in the park was random. The sensitivity was going to happen anyway. It had already begun. Somebody who did get triggered by walking through the park, and they got triggered by a, a chemical that was sprayed or whatever it is, walking through, you know, through a condominium park, they got sprayed, yeah. And that seemed like the trick. That was, that was just a, a random occurrence. It was already going to happen. It was already on its way. Let's go into chemical sensitivities. Let's go into chemical sensitivities, baby. Let's go into that. Let's talk about that a little bit. It all starts with the liver, as I was saying. It's your big sponge whose job is to collect catalog and check in thousands of what I call troublemakers in the liver rescue book. That's right. Chemicals, you name it. Liver's job is to try to protect you and shield you. You know, it, 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 that's its job. It even shields you against toxic substances your body creates. It's natural for the body to create that. For example, when you experience fear, the adrenals pump out an adrenaline that helps you survive the moment, but it's highly abrasive and toxic and dangerous to your brain and central nervous system. It's so potent, though, that the liver must clean it up and absorb it all up, and it's doing its job to protect you the rest of your body so it doesn't get in danger, so the, so the rest of your body doesn't get in danger. And then we also eat foods with bad ingredients, and that's hard on the liver. And we eat high-fat diets, which is hard on the liver. We all eat high-fat diets. I don't care how clean your diet is. I don't care if it's the best vegan diet it is, it's high-fat. Unless you're really, 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 really doing a low-fat diet, and you're probably not even doing that right 
You're not even doing that right unless you get enough celery juice. And how many years have you been doing celery juice? Not long, I bet. If you have even done it, celery juice by itself, not even the best plant-based raw diet that's low fat is even getting done right. Doesn't mean you're getting enough leafy greens. Not even the best paleo, you know, low animal protein diet that's got a new fancy name to it that I won't answer. I mean, that I won't mention because the names are just getting stupider by the minute out there. Not even that diet has probably enough leafy greens in it and enough, say, celery juice and other things too and mineral salts and all that. So we, you know, we get we get exposed to all kinds of stuff. Grease we eat and grease on our skin. <laughs> exactly. We go to we go on cruise ships and all the food on a cruise ship is sprayed with a preservative. How do you like that? By law. And our livers must tend with it and deal with it. So as we're dancing on the cruise ship and having a great time and breathing in everybody's cologne and perfume by the truckloads and all the insecticides and all the carpet cleaning chemicals that are all on the carpets and we're having a blast, we're inhaling all that, the liver's got to take it all in, suck it all up and take it all in. And then on top of that, we're eating all the food on a cruise ship. I'm not ripping apart cruise ships. Everything has its toxins. And then all of a sudden, you're eating all the cruise ship food. Forget it. It's all laced. It's all got chemical preservatives on it from chemical companies. And then what about drugs we take? Oh, I got a bad migraine. Let's take a drug or whatever it is that's going on that we, we have to survive with. And all kinds of things that happen when we don't know the cause of all our problems. We have to do things. We end up at the doctor's office taking drugs. We ingest everything like that. All of it. Going all the way back to antibiotics in their childhood, they all the liver has to suck it up. Has to suck it up. That's what it has to do. Just like your coach in high school at track or your coach at high school at lacrosse, or your coach at high school at soccer, or your coach at high school in, in, in um, football or baseball. Suck it up. Walk it off. That's what the liver has to do. Suck it up and walk it off. That's what it has to do. Pathogens, that's a real pain in the butt because guess what? That plays a real big role in chemical sensitivities. I hate to drop this truth, but it does. EBV is one of the big ones. They find their way inside the liver. They make a home in there and they create a mess all on their own, releasing waste like dermatoxins and neurotoxins. It's the byproduct. See, all these troublemakers and more, your liver is constant, constantly at a ratio game. How do I let what I got to let out? How do I release how much I got to let out? How do I got to control how much I got to control to protect them? How much virus is inside of me? How much everything else is going on that the doctor has no clue about on any level? Yeah. How many germs can I come across right now? How many road toxins can get back into my bloodstream? The liver's watching all this. How many medicines are being ingested? How many all these kinds of things? How much alcohol are in herbal supplements that I've been shunning for decades? Decades. Yeah, I've been shunning that for decades. For real. Yeah, for real. And, you know, and I'm telling you right now, that's a bad one all on its own. Doesn't mean your practitioner's a bad guy. Or your doctor's a bad person or bad gal. It's not it at all. They just don't know that the alcohol is bad in supplements. Always remember that. Protect yourself. Um, and then maybe you'll teach them something so eventually they won't use it. That's all. So they can do their beautiful work and help people like they want to. How much can the liver afford to let go or eliminate from your body? That's the whole point when you're going to the bathroom or anything else. That's that. All that's critical to know. Every, every last bit of this, you know, 
When the liver is sluggish and the colon is already dirty, which is most people, and yet more poisons keep coming in from toxic food sources, fresh paint, a visit to a store with scented candles, air fresheners plugged in, a dentist's office waiting room, delivery truck, spewing out exhaust, and idles your driveway. I'm trying to talk as fast as I can because I know I run out of time every show, and I hate running out of time with you guys because I love you guys. So all this stuff... The liver has to deal with it, work with it, and the whole bit. Toxic weed killer that we run across. Everything we get hit with, the liver gets hit with. And over time, the liver has grown sluggish for everybody. Everybody with chemical sensitivities, even if it starts younger, the liver has grown tired, sluggish, and problematic. The final triggers are not the cause. Here, this is what I'm trying to say. The final trigger of what you think triggered you to chemical sensitivity, whether it's mold in your house or something else, is not the cause is not the cause. You can have a viral situation in the liver since birth. You could have a viral situation like Epstein-Barr in your liver for years, and that's one of the true causes, like the Epstein-Barr virus sitting in there along with strep, sitting in there, absolutely percolating, eating stuff the whole bit. And then finally you get one last trigger, and you think it's that trigger that did it. A sensitive central nervous system is behind chemical sensitivities. It's behind it. It's another big part of it all. And why? Because when you have Epstein-Barr releasing neurotoxins, because it's eating tons of toxins, lots of toxins inside your liver, and spewing it out of your liver, and it's floating around your body, it affects the central nervous system. And guess what? Chemical sensitivities are all central nervous system. That's right. Toxins that the liver can't neutralize or contain, get overloaded in the nervous system, pays the price. This can take in the form of all kinds of things. Funny feelings in the mouth, sense that you can't breathe deeply or write, blurry eyes, yep, chronic headaches, migraines, fatigue, tingles and numbness, insomnia, dizziness, anxiety, depression, and more. Yeah, and more. Some of these symptoms can happen independently, for example, as a result of Epstein-Barr's neurotoxins, going after the nervous system. Chemical sensitivities also can cause it, and that's all part of it being viral too. Yeah, big thing to know. That's how it works. Often neurotoxins and dermatoxins from Epstein-Barr combined with certain toxins stored inside the liver create chemical sensitivities, messing everybody up and causing trouble. That's the big one I'm, I'm telling you right now. For a person who has EBV, without the right kind of toxic heavy metals, pesticides, and, li- and chemicals inside the liver may experience a different kind of chemical sensitivity or not even experience it at all yet. There's a lot of different things to learn. You guys should saturate yourself in the medical medium book series so you really become that expert. Get the thyroid healing book. Just get all the books. I mean, just get them. Get the books. I, you just need to. You really do. And this one right here is, oh my God, yeah. The liver book you have to get. You know, I was proud of Spirit with this book when Spirit gave me every bit of the information that was put into this book. I was proud. I hand wrote the whole book. It was a stack of paper, almost the height of the ceiling to begin with because I had to sit there day in and day out and take that information from Spirit until it was finally done. That's been my job my whole life. This, you know, what happens is unknown combinations factor. That's what happens too. In medical research and science, 
When they try to figure out the cause of chemical sensitivities, doctors and other practitioners need to keep an open mind and learn that in most chemical sensitivity patients, the central nervous system is is weakened and a viral infection could be playing a very large role in all of that. Not every chemical sensitive person is dealing with an active viral infection, but they must have had one at one point without a doubt at one point, even if it's not active in the moment. That's why doctors get confused too because it can still make you sensitive if you was active at one point, if you had mono a long time ago, if you had a scratchy throat in college and it was actually mono but didn't know it was mono because it just went dormant and went away and went to the liver. All these kinds of things, and everybody has Epstein-Barr in their system. So all of this, all important to know. So the bottom line is, Many people who have a chemical sensitivity for a long time realize what's going on, but when a chemical sensitivity makes itself known, an emotional component kicks in that makes physical suffering harder than ever, and that's the part I want to touch apart right, touch with right now. What could trigger it? What could trigger it next? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Am I dying? These are all questions that happen with people with chemical sensitivities. It's really difficult. Many people can't put a finger on what they're dealing with. And they can't. And it's a mystery. Fear heightens and OCD happens. Obsessive compulsive disorder can happen. Freedom from knowing what it is or the trigger or not is and everything else is what people need. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a slow build. Getting freedom from chemical sensitivities takes time. That's why I put it in the liver book so you can work on this, so you can get the book and work on it and figure out what you need to do. Healing from chemical sensitivities is possible. I've helped thousands do it over the decades. It is possible. It is possible, without a doubt. I'm not blind. I'm not blind to the fact that chemical sensitivity people have a difficult detox, you know, situation where they have difficult detoxing. I'm not blind to that at all. No way. Many can't even take a single supplement in order to try to soothe the nervous system or detox the liver because they're so darn sensitive to poor things, and you guys might be one of them. If this is you, don't think you're stuck. Food is the answer in this case. It is. And you can take care of your liver and nervous system carefully with food. That's why I got the Liver Rescue book out. This is just one reason why. If you're not dealing with a chemical sensitivity, but you're interested in the show, look into the book. There's dozens and dozens of conditions that the liver's involved with that you probably have or deal with, are dealing with. And one of them is not knowing that your liver's breaking down over the years so you become sick down the road. So you may as well take care of your liver now and get the book. It's important. So, whew, trying to get it all out as much as I can, but it's a fraction of what's in the book. So we just do the best we can. You're not the problem. If your nervous system is really sensitive, you may still react to certain exposures after you even heal. It takes time. You'll still have to follow certain boundaries, work with the rules, work with the foods. Be careful. Try not to get too much exposure while you're healing. But here's the thing. You have the right to react to the world that's toxic. You're not the problem and never were. Toxic chemicals and constant stressors are the problem. Sensitivities are are not the problem. It's just, it's a valuable thing being sensitive. Being sensitive is valuable. Not, not, not valuable. It's valuable. Yeah. Even if your sensitivity goes away completely with your liver and nervous system. Okay? Even if... It went away completely. You're gifted. 
A heightened awareness of the perils of our world makes you gifted so that you can better protect your family, yourself, and your future. Remember that. It means you're gifted. Knowing truth, I can't even tell you, it's that powerful. The information from the medical medium radio shows and the series and the book series and everything else and the articles is information that's not contaminated. It's pure. It's clean. And it's not, it's not persuaded by belief systems. It's not persuaded by the thumb on the scale and investors, lobbyists that are in the medical field and everything else. It's not persuaded by all of that. It's not. It's clean information. It's independent, and it's an independent source. Take advantage of it while I'm still here. Take advantage of it wherever you can. And um, I just know I really care about you guys. It's not regurgitated information that's out there in books every single day. It's not regurgitated, recycled, remanufactured information that's trying to sell something or whatever it is. And there's no infomercial, okay, in front of every podcast. Sure, I want you to get the book to heal. You better believe it, and I stand strong by that. And if you can't afford it, go to the library. I don't care if a million people go to the library and get the book. It doesn't matter to me. Just get it in your hands. Help your family, help your friends, and get yourself better. Persuaded belief systems don't run this information. It is an independent source that's given to you, and it's for you for a darn good reason. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of me with everything you got. And, um, and just know I love you dearly. You take one day at a time. I know so many of you have suffered, and it's not just chemical sensitivities. You suffered from all kinds of different chronic conditions. And I know science and research and chronic conditions has left everybody pretty much basically in the dark. And I get it. Take one day at a time, and uh, I'm with you. I stand behind you. I believe in you. And never forget it. And uh, my apologies if I sound annoying and I sound obnoxious even at times. You know, one thing Spirit told me, are you ever going to lose your snappiness when I was a kid? Are you going to lose your sarcasm? And I said, no, it's who I am, so I'm going to keep it. But I'm going to definitely keep my compassion strong just like you guys are, and let's do this together and get everybody better. I love you. Take one day at a time. God bless you, as always. And... uh Talk to you soon. Bye.